Hey y'all, what's up and welcome to Leadership with LaToya for Leaders on the Grow. It's been a while since I recorded anything on my podcast and you know, I've just been thinking a lot. Why do I have to continue to make it all about just school level experiences or leadership in this context? There's lots of life lessons I've learned as well and wouldn't it benefit all of us to learn from our experiences, regardless of whether or not they happened in our work. Uh, And so right now I'm writing a series of blogs um, called Family Lessons. And I thought for those of you who don't have time to read the blog, I could quickly record a family lesson reading from my blog and you too would still get the content. So with that being said, I'm happy to kick off a new season and start with the first family lesson. This one's called Interdependence makes us better. Thanks for listening. My granddaddy was the oldest of 17. That's right. He had 16 brothers and sisters, and a pair of his siblings were twins, a boy and a girl named Mary and Joseph. His mother named each of her children after someone in the Bible. Granddaddy was what I'd call an entrepreneur in his day. He, he was a farmer, not a sharecropper, because he owned his own land. He sold milk, eggs, and butter on the weekends and worked at a local mill during the week. He also had a vineyard and was said to have gone to jail for selling moonshine three times. Each of his children had their own cow, which they were responsible for milking and caring for per granddaddy's expectations. Mama always told us that she named her cow Fred because she was so young when he was given to her, she didn't realize cows were girls. She's told us stories about getting up early in the cold, milking cows, helping Aunt Gloria fetch her cow, Belle, who liked to run away from where she was supposed to be, picking cotton before breakfast and growing up in a time where people lived off the land and had a mutual respect and interdependence with it. Other than these stories, I can offer no similar recollections. From one generation to the very next, things can change, and they certainly did for us. However, these stories offer me something greater than just knowledge of family history and traditions. They help me understand the value system I now hold dear and give me an immense amount of respect for my family and all they've experienced. That interdependence, the land and its people, or the people and their land, is something that's missing in our world today. In mama's time, people believed that community and mutual interdependence were necessary for success. Within families and among neighbors, people helped one another. From borrowing an egg or a cup of sugar to sharing a meal, interdependence was not only necessary for survival, it was expected and enjoyed. Today, society seems overrun with a focus on self. Personalization seems to be the marketing genius of every new product. Even the ads on our phones are made just for us, thanks to an algorithm that takes notes, uh, note of our likes, purchases, and technological behavior. Now, before anyone makes an assumption that this is an anti-technology post, let me make a point of clarity. It isn't. This is a pro-community post. In the midst of all the technological changes of the world, it seems to me that the connection we so desperately need and many are seeking won't be rectified when folks go live on Instagram or TikTok or even have the opportunity to FaceTime with our family and friends. 
there's one thing I've learned through this pandemic. It's that we need to be in the physical presence of one another. And while those substitutes may help us bridge the gap in the short term, the human condition won't be sustained and the disease of loneliness won't be healed with these methods. Good old fashioned living room sitting, chatting and sharing the same physical space honors the interdependence that human beings need to thrive. So here I am imagining a world we live in that would be quite different if we were to honor the fact that we need to be in relationship romantically or otherwise with others to thrive and those interactions serve us better when we share the same physical space. So how do we move from a world where we count our friends by the number of followers we have and who we are connected to through Facebook to the ones who sit with us in our grief, share with us in our joy and enjoy our company in the physical sense? I don't have the answers, but here's what I'm going to try in 2022. I want to spend more time in the company of those who are important to me. When safety allows and whenever possible, I'd like that to be time where we are physically present one with another. I intend to share more laughs, smiles, and story swapping over coffee or cocktail with the persons who I believe I share a sense of interdependence with and need in order to thrive. The list isn't very long, but it doesn't have to be if the quality of the connection is solid and strong. I'm convinced that if we all did more of that, this hyper sense of individualism that America seems to be infected with right now would shift. Instead, we would see and understand that our humanity is connected to that of our neighbors and friends, and that no matter what we achieve individually, we are only as valuable as the community we are connected to is. Just like granddaddy needed that land to feed and take care of his family, We need each other too. And when we honor that need, we can all thrive. Y'all be easy. Until next time, be you, be true, be a hope builder. This is Leadership with LaToya for Leaders on the Grow.